Now Contour from Cox gets you right to the strange stuff. Something's coming. Noble stuff. The crown must always win. And the funny stuff. How awesome is this place? Along with the best stuff on cable. Because Netflix is now on Contour. Where you can get all your fierce, bold, and bingy stuff all in one place. Contour from Cox. Now with Netflix. Available to residential customers in Cox service areas. Cox Internet and a Netflix streaming membership required. Visit Netflix.com forward slash terms of use for more details. All the conditions apply. Oh my gosh. I really, I really thought we were about to start the show, and I was going to have to go, well, our guest isn't showing up again. She's here. We fixed the technology problem. What's up, everybody? What's up, Mr. Lauren Harris? Veronica? Mary? Good to see you guys. Oh, my God. I was like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And then she appears magically on the screen. <laughs> yeah! I love afternoon gratitude. I'm wide awake, too. What's up, everybody? Yes. Oh, man. So, what's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, but... It's the afternoon edition because, you know, it's morning somewhere and it's never too late for gratitude. We are being seen right now on livemonoworldwide.com because I figured out how to put your Facebook Live videos on your website, which is super cool. Um, yes, I'm easily amused, Lauren. Always am. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy. What can I tell you? Um, let me turn that off. Anyway, um, so iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. What's up? Good to see you guys. Thank you so much. Or I guess good to, uh, uh, why well, I don't see you. Um, what would that be? I'm happy for your downloads. Thank you. And of course, Facebook and uh, uh, YouTube. I love you guys very much. And everybody that's actually watching on livemonoworldwide.com, which is exciting. So uh, this is a really cool afternoon edition um, our guest has actually tried to be on the show before, but we had technology issues that, well, honestly, I thought we were going to have him again. And like, really, the last second, it, it just happened. So um, you can join us if you're listening right now on the radio. You can listen to us or come see us at, uh, check us out on Facebook at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. So our guest... This is this is going to be a trip. I I'm going to read the bio and you guys sit tight. It's story time. Um, I feel like this is going to be a bathrobe moment with uh, Lauren Harris, but it's not. It's with me. So, uh, born in I don't know how to pronounce that word. You know what? So um, I need a reading tutor, obviously, because butchering the intros of this show is now a daily occurrence, and a lot of it has to do with my um, Oklahoma reading level. Uh, again, no offense to Oklahoma. It's just a joke. Anyway, relax. Born in Pacasimio, oh boy, Pacomia, California, to two Mexican immigrants. Grandfather was black Mexican. Raised in the Tijuana hood until age of seven. Brought to America in San Diego to study the English language. Parents divorced at the age of three. Mother moved her, all of her children to Fresno looking for field work. Dina began to work at the tender age of 10, 
cleaning houses and limited in, in limited field work. Wow. Landed two radio shows at the age of 16. Oh, God, she must be cringing right now. Um, traveled in a Latin jazz band, lead guitar, age of between the ages of 15 and 18. God, you're a gypsy. Traveled with the Tahitian dance, age 16 to 18. Became a public educator of rape counseling service and child abuse prevention program in Fresno. Training law enforcement, doctors, and teachers on pedophilia mentality and interview techniques. Holy jeez. Awarded a full silver, silver civil engineering scholarship, mathematics, and minor of Fresno State. Married senior year to a Canadian scientist, left college senior year to move with her husband to Northern California. Lived in Vacayville, California, near Napa for 23 years. Divorced 15 years. Remarried a police officer, 12 years old, rocky marriage. Divorcing now. Hired with Solana County, 1993, as a medical social worker. Became a powerful civil rights leader for government, linguist, and community. Volunteered with police department. You think you would have learned your lesson after divorcing a police officer. Volunteered with the police department as a domestic violence advocate. Promoted and recruited to social security law expert within the government. Dad gum. Pilot Project took medical social workers and trained them how to practice law without a degree. Can you do that? That's kind of like being an internet expert, isn't it? Win rate was 100% with attorneys. Win rate, wow, was 60%. Maybe you don't need a law degree to practice law. Retired at the age of 46. Continues to do a prison ministry 20 years thus far. Uh, Concert promotions for medium and maximum security prisons, including planting and producing. Really? Uh, worship music for 13 countries, prison libraries. Retired in San Diego, Beach Bunny, published writer and short film producer. One 22-year-old son, Baxter Zamora Bell, the apple of her eye. She's looking for her king, folks. She should stay away from cops. Future plans, design and build a tiny house village by the sea with organic garden and small chapel with a recording studio. Holy jeez. Pick yourself a... Pick yourself up a copy of Green Eggs and Ham. That's funny, Lauren. Jimmy Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know what her real name is. She may be on the Witness Protection Program for all I know, but we'll see what happens. I feel like I feel like I just got put in a dryer and just tumbled for like and while I was reading that. What in the heck? Are you on the Witness Protection Program? Because your name is not the same name that I have listed here. And my real name is Dina Zamora Indias. That's my birth name. But oh. when you date and you're a public figure, you have to be very, very careful. So, some people pick stage names like Lexus and... No? Just kidding. I'm just making a joke. My, my head is ginger and I cover it. I don't want a ginger hair. Really? I, I, I like it. I, anyway, so what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for you taking the time to tell my story. I rarely tell my story because people don't believe that an immigrant can come to America and do anything they dream. They don't believe it. And when I tell my story, people think that it didn't happen. And my family was there. My friends were there. Um, I've been put in magazines. I, I, you know, it is what it is. And when people ask me, who are you? What do you do? I, I cringe because I don't really want to tell them. I just want them to see me. I want them to see my heart. I want them to see my passion. 
I don't really want to know what I do because it really takes away from who I am in my heart. So who are you? Because I don't have a clue. I mean, fill us in. I'm I'm dying to know because I saw something about the mob and saw something about immigrants and like I, I and, and there's pedophilia like <laughs> it's honestly like it's it's something that you would see on HBO I, I, you know right. like what so who are you so, your question is fascinating I'm here to glorify God for my life I'm an immigrant from Mexico I was born in U.S. soil and I left and I came back when I was about seven eight-ish and I'm a little girl from Tijuana you know raised in the house with dirt floors, no windows, and you know, you had to go to the bathroom and hole in the ground. That's who I am. But when I came to America, I had the ideology that you could do anything and you could create anything and you could serve any way you wanted. And so I still have that mentality. So anything I dream, I do, and there is no barrier. Okay, so what are you currently doing? Like you're all, you honestly, I, I can only I can say this with respect because your your bio is all over the place, kind of like mine. I mean, it's just like, and, and a lot of people would say, "Well, just pick something and focus on it," but that's freaking boring. Like your proof, you can really just do whatever you want to do. But how did you go from immigrant to using the bathroom in a hole in the ground to doing? All of this amazing charity work, dancing, being a gypsy, traveling around with a band, uh, uh, being in film, doing, like, where where did that all come from? Well, well, it all makes sense in my mind. <laughs> Maybe not in everybody else's mind, but when I came to America, my father's family, they were all musicians and singers. Uh, I was raised in Imperial Beach. Um, my aunt had a, a beach house on the sand, and we spent all our time on the beach, you know, swimming and having that American Beach Boy life, if you will. And at night, you know, they would throw on a bonfire and play music and dance around and sing. And I thought everybody's life was like that. I thought every child <coughs> was raised like that. And I call them Catholic hippies with no drugs. They didn't do drugs, they didn't do alcohol, but they were serious hippies. And they, they raised me with so much love and so much passion. And, and they, they, they told me, you are here for a purpose. You have to find your purpose. Your gifts are not your gifts. They're gifts that are from your creator. And with your gifts, you need to serve. It is not your glory. You're not all that and bag of chips. You are just a servant. You are a child of the king. And so I just started to find my gifts. And so I was really involved in the arts. But when I realized that I needed to get a real job, and I got this scholarship, and I focused on the scholarship, I knew I was a really good mathematician. I knew I wanted to be a civil engineer. I had to let everything go because when you're studying mathematics, you don't sleep. You do not sleep. There is too much work to do. and So you can't play music at the same time. You can't dance. You can't be frivolous with your time. So I got heavily involved in the government. And when they wanted to recruit me to do something else, which is a social security law, it was a pilot project that started 30 years ago. And they wanted to see if medical social workers could understand the medical lingo more than attorneys. And uh, attorneys did not understand that story, but we did. And so their win rate was 6%. Our, my win rate, you know, Uncle Lauren's God, was 100% through the entire time that I served. And that was because we understood the medical lingo. And so your question is, can you have a thought with a degree? In America, 
the government can make you do whatever they want if you work for them. If you have a talent or a gift, they will squeeze you. They will squeeze the last ounce of energy and blood from you to serve. And they don't care how they do it. And we did practice law without a degree. And there was only two of us in the state of California that did that. And um, the pilot project closed due to politics because I was, I was a serious civil rights leader. And I was very, very hated. And because I was very successful, and when I got hold on, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. I can't. I, I'm not going to let you just talk. Hold on, I, I, because I, there's so many questions. There's like, there's, there's a missing gap here. You don't. People don't just go into service like this. Like everything I'm reading here, something straight out of a freaking movie script. Everything here. There's got to be something that happened. People don't choose to help with fight against pedophilia. Because they're warm and fuzzy and they have this wonderful life. Like, I understand that you came from poverty, but what you, you're taking on like some serious thing domestic abuse, pedophilia. You told it, you sent me a message, something about the mafia. Like, you're giving me all the warm and fuzzy stuff and the fluffy stuff, but it doesn't make sense without saying, Where did the passion and the desire to take this on come from? And you know what, your questions are absolutely vital. So when I was going to go to college and starting college, everybody needs money. Even though you still have that scholarship, my husband did not have a scholarship, so I was paying for his college. He was paying for his college, and we vowed to come out of there with no debt. And so my cousin gave me a job at the Red Counseling Service Agency. It was a sister agency with Child Abuse Prevention Program, and I became a simple translator, a simple translator, just to go into school and teach the children how to say no to touching and things like that. I got really good at it because I like to talk. And I can I tell. Two, yes, I had two languages within my mouth. And since I had been doing radio for many years and I had done public, you know, I was in the public eye, dancing, music, oh, I was not embarrassed to be you know, to go public, they, they really, they grabbed me and they said, we want you to be the public educator for this entire agency. And I was not even 18. And I said, yeah, how much does it pay? For me as an immigrant, it was always, let me serve, but also I need the money because I need to go to school. Sure. So, so for me, I never intended to do any of this. I would just get a job here, a job there, a job there. Just like when I was, I went to the radio station, it was a special program with the government. At the age of 13, you can get a special permit to work if you're a child of an immigrant. And I was producing, um, I was producing uh, commercials in the radio station. And this 23-year-old guy, I'm 16 at the time, he wanted to get with me. And I, I didn't. I was a virgin. I'm not lie to you. I wanted to get married as a virgin. And I said, I'm going to befriend him because he wants to teach me about radio. And I said to him, I cannot get you. I cannot sleep with you. But I'll be your friend. If you teach me how to do what you do, he had his own radio show. So we befriended each other. I did not do anything with him. You know, we were just friends. And I, I became his guest on the radio show. And they said, this girl got it. And then somebody was sick and they gave me my, you know, my shot. And then I got a second show. Everything in my life had to do with chance. People would just grab on me and say, oh, you're good for this. Let me use you for this. And if I thought it was something I wanted to do, I would interesting again I, I I what so where but the, where does the passion for sir to serve come does it come from just being in poverty or did something happen to you like and where did the mafia tie into all of this 
Like I, okay. I, I that's uh, there's like there, there's so many holes here that don't. That, okay. This is not piecing together. It's weird. Okay, so in Mexico, in Mexico, there's something called the federales. Federales are the government mob, and my my grandfather and father were involved with them. And I don't talk too much about that. My grandfather's already in heaven. My father's still alive. He's 84 and he's not in the mob anymore. He did come to America and retire with UCC as a landscaper. So he's a regular citizen, but I don't really talk too much about that because he's still alive. So it's not something I'm really proud of, but my mother and father divorced when I was very little and my mother left that life and left that world. It was a secret within my family. Many of my family members do not talk about it to this day, and I hope to God they don't see this radio station uh, show because they, a lot of family members don't talk about it. When my mother discovered what she had married into, she left. Huh. And that's why we came to America, and that's why we came to Fresno to do field work, and that's why I struggled as a, as a child with no father to, to eat. Most of these jobs have to do with eating. We did not have means for anything and my mother had five kids and I had to help her and I had to work and I had to you know bring home the bacon so okay fair enough we don't talk about the mafia I that that's fine um so I, I what did you what would you say the most profound thing that you learned in working in the prison ministry that all of us have sin and mistakes we've made, and many of us have never got caught. There is people that do not want to be better and do better. There's mental illness, there's uh, real evil <coughs> and people that want to get better, people that, some people can't get better because they do have mental illness issues. Um, and, and you know, I don't want to get all involved in mental illness, but a lot of it has to do with addiction, has to do with what you dabble in, you know, witchcraft, uh, pornography, and all these other things that really get you into dark, dark places. But nonetheless, what I learned about prison ministry is that the same men that I was serving, um, I, I studied when he was getting in trouble between the ages of 16 and 13 and 16, he was getting in trouble at school, getting kicked out. And I brought him in for eight and a half hours to talk to those men. And those men convinced my son to get his life straight and to not end up in that world. And my son now is, you know, he's an amazing young man, 22, has two jobs. He's going to go back for his IT career. And he's, he's loving and kind. And he, he's got his stuff together because of these same men that supposedly people want to throw away. I don't. I don't know what it is. It, it's just something's bugging me. I. I. I like something's off. Like because the the this, the the message that I got through Messenger about you know what you wanted to share and what was on your heart and then reading this and then hearing you talk, it's like there's something you're not telling me. Like there's something. Like <laughs> fill me in. It's killing me. It's go. It's 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 hit. It's bugging me so bad. That it's distracting me. Like I just my my alert button is going. Eh, 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 something's wrong. You're not telling me something. Because you you're talking about my bio and you're focusing on my bio, who I am, and really what I wanted to talk about today is because you asked me before we talked on the show is why would a woman like you that's so successful that has had scholastic um, success and you know is a theologian and has got you know, congressional awards and, and did all these amazing things, published writers, blah, blah, blah. How can some 
somebody like you have never felt love or had love. And that's really the theme that I wanted to talk about. You, you I didn't know any of that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. So we can talk about that. I, so why... I don't really talk about love on this show, but we can talk about love. So feel free. Just... You, you take it. <laughs> talk about whatever you okay. want. Because that's not the, that's not really what this show is about. And but I, I would love to hear your perspective. We'll do something different because it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and you know. <laughs> well, well, it does have to do with gratitude. It does have to do with lack of gratitude. And I'm and, and I'll bring it back to you. I'll bring it back full circle. Let me begin by saying that I did have two marriages with two people that had serious addictions, alcohol and drugs. And at the time, I didn't really know. was very young and. You know, naive, and so I thought. I thought really long and hard about the question: Why has somebody like me not really had real love? And I thought, well, there's four facets in my mind to love: there's emotional, there's intellectual, there's sexual, and there's spiritual. And I looked at my my first two relationships, and in the first relationship, there was really intellectual. Him and I connected intellectually. I met him in physics, and that was it. And the second relationship, there was a lot of passion, you know, this, this officer loved, he loved sex, it's that simple. And that's where we connected. But the other facet of, for me, that would fulfill me as a woman and make me grateful for life and love would be those other facets. But I also asked myself, what was I bringing to the table that I was lacking? And what I was lacking is I was, I had the intellectual, I had the sexual, I had you know, uh, the spiritual, but I did not have the emotional. The emotion facet was that I did not have peace with my father. I did not speak to him. I did not talk to him. He abandoned us. He left us. He lied to us. He remarried and told us, don't come and talk to me. Don't, you know, don't even say you're my kid kind of thing. So I came back to San Diego and I restored my relationship with him. And I said, look, Dad, yesterday is gone. Today is here. You're 84. Let's make peace with each other. Let's love each other. You know, I always wanted to be your princess. I want you to be my king. Let's just start from now and the future and let's forget. And, you know, he left and he really was sorry for what had happened and what he did and all his mistakes. And so now that I have the emotional facet to bring to the table, I'm very grateful that I understand why I never had love. And now if somebody comes into my life, I'm going to say, do you have those four facets? Because I have them. And of course, there has to be that chemistry. And then I'm going to try. That's exactly why I'm grateful. Because I didn't even understand that I did all these things in life that, 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 that were important for purpose. But I never really understood that the most important thing in my life is finding love. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm... I, I still think there's just something there's just something off. I there's something off, and, and it's bugging the crap out of me. Like there's there's there's, it's kind of like um, how do I say this? Well, Lauren Harris is a messenger of truth, and he talks about living your truth and being your truth. Like, and and what one thing that I've learned about the truth is that ninety eight percent of the truth is not the truth. And so, and I remember when I first started telling my story and I had this message that I wanted to tell, but I was holding something back. There was something that I wasn't telling. So it left all of these like blanks in, in the story and it left a lot of people like going, there's something, there's something missing. There's something missing. And yeah, there was the other 2% of the truth. There's something 
it, 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 it's, it doesn't connect. The story doesn't connect. It's all over the place and it's chaotic. It, there's not, there's like something that you're not telling that makes this all piece together and it's driving me crazy. It's not your show. Because you said... No, 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 no. Don't put words in my mouth. I This show, I didn't say that I wanted to talk to you and I didn't ask you how come you haven't found love because I don't even know who you are. So I would, how would I have even asked that question? So if you want to tell the truth and be authentic on this show, please do. If you don't, please don't. This, that's not continue because this, I, this is my time is valuable and I like people that come on here and they're authentic, they're real and they tell the truth. You're not telling me the truth about something and it's driving me crazy. Like you're not, this doesn't, this story does not piece together at all. Okay. So you're missing, if you want to tell the truth, then we can talk. If you don't want to talk, if you don't want to be honest, let's not talk. Because this is about being authentic, 100%. And if you're not going to be authentic on my show, you can't be here. Because the audience knows it too. The audience knows that you're holding something back. Let me begin by saying that everything I've said so far is the truth. Whether you want to accept it or not, that's your filter. So let me just tell you what drives me. What drives me since I was five years old is I am a child of the king. I am a Christian. I honor and respect my, all this stuff went through when I had no food, when I was hungry, when I didn't have a dad, when all this stuff was going down. And I was going through all this stuff with these men that I was married to, and I was trying to stay and do the right thing. I but always, it, I always, let me just finish. I always went to my creator, and I always said, I will serve you with my gifts, with any position that you put me in, because I believe that my gifts are here on earth to, 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 to glorify you and to serve the public. And so the part that I don't really want to talk about because of the way you're kind of treating me right now is that I am... You came on my show and you're not being authentic. It's not how I'm treating you. And I it, listen, the show is about being authentic. It's about sharing stories of overcoming. It's the passion and purpose behind what you do. Okay? And we haven't gotten to any of that. You've avoided it. And I don't like that. And it's my show. And this is what this is about. Right now, you're just talking about all these things that you've done and me, 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 me. It's not about... This is about stories of overcoming. This is about being authentic and real. And if you can't be that, you can't be on the show. And I'm saying that as respectfully as possible. Like, I, I cannot make it any more clear. Listen, I'm trying to open my heart, but you're attacking, okay? So I'm trying to tell you that if I get too spiritual, you're going to shut me down. I'm a Christian. What are you talking about? I'm going to shut you down if you get too spiritual. Do you not listen to the show? This show is about... No, 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 no. Stop it. Listen. No. Listen to me. This is my show, and this is what we're going to talk about, or we're not going to talk. Okay? I talk about my faith all the time on this show. I talked about what Christ saved me from. I talk about the fact that I was an addict. I talk about the fact that I've been in jail six times. I talk about the fact that I have HIV. I talk about the fact that I've been homeless. I talk about the fact that I've been mentally ill. I talk about the fact that my father dealt, did business with the mob. I talk about the truth. And if you can't do that on the show, don't be on the show. And everyone sees it. Everyone knows that you're not being authentic. That's the point. I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you. 
That is bullcrap. You're not being authentic, and it's disgusting. It's 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 a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it is disrespectful to the audience for you not being authentic. You're you're not being authentic. You. You're, you're, you have, you're such a victim. You're such a victim. You're going to play by my rules. Be authentic. That's what the audience is saying to you. You're not being authentic. You're not being authentic. We're not being authentic. You're not being authentic. You're not being authentic and you're wasting everyone's time, including mine. Be authentic. Be authentic or do not be on the show. Be, be authentic or don't be on the show. Be authentic or don't be on the show. Be authentic or do not be on the show. The truth. The truth. Why did you? I've asked you direct questions. You talk about all of these things that you've done, your list of accomplishments. But the. Um, excuse me, that's what the bio is for so the audience will know who you are because no one knows who you are. Listen, you cannot be authentic. You have to be authentic on this show or you're not allowed. You speak the truth on this show or you're not allowed. You're not being authentic. You're inauthentic. My, my, my impression of you is that you're inauthentic and you're hiding and you're, you're just, you've got this me, me, me thing going on, my list of accomplishments, and you want to talk about why you haven't found love. Do you know why you haven't found love? You haven't found love because you're not authentic. You, you're, you, you, you are not authentic, and you're not finding love for that very reason. That is why. You're hiding something. Listen, you don't choose people, and you, you don't choose people to marry that are drug addicts and are broken if you don't have something going on inside you that's broken. Like, no, you don't choose unhealthy relationships unless if you're unhealthy. You gotta be authentic or you cannot be on the show. Speak the truth. Are you just gonna talk? Learn how to speak the truth and be, and you can be on my show. Be, you're not authentic and that is not good enough for the show. To be on the show, you need to be authentic. You didn't talk about your pain. You weren't being authentic. You do, you're not being authentic. You're not being authentic. You didn't talk about your pain. You're not being authentic. I let you run the freaking show for the first 20 minutes. Are you insane? You're crazy. I asked you specific questions and all you wanted to talk about is all you've done. You're not being authentic. I asked you specific questions. No, I did not ask you about love because I don't care about love on this show. That's not the point of the show. Oh, you just said it. There it is. You don't care about love on this show. It's not about love. This is not a dating show. This is not a dating show. I'm not a love doctor. This is not about relationships. If you want to do that, watch Wasabi Wednesday. This is not a dating show. This is not a dating show. I don't love you. I don't, you're not being authentic. I don't love inauthenticity. It disgusts me. It, right. 
I know. I know. I cannot stand inauthenticity. It kills me. It drives me crazy. Like, if you can't be real, you cannot be on this show, sister. I do, but then you should know that you should be authentic. This is not about love. This is, th- listen, if, listen, I'm going to, okay. So here's the deal. I just muted you. I am telling you right now, and until you quit talking over me, I'm asking you very directly that this show is about sharing stories of overcoming and the passion and purpose behind what you do. And to share that story, you have to be authentic about the root of where it comes from. And if you are not willing to do that on this show, you will not ever, you're not allowed. The point of this show is to be authentic and raw and real and inspire hope in people who are struggling. You've talked about all of these accomplishments and all of these things and why you haven't found love. But the key is none of that matters until we get to the root of where it all came from. You chose two bad marriages like I did. Okay? Like I did. I'm not judging you there. But I'm saying is you don't make those decisions in a relationship. You don't make those decisions unless if you're not broken and hurting yourself. So the point was what happened in your life that led you on to this escapade of trying to help other people? That's what I asked you and you did not give me an answer. That is inauthentic. You've not been authentic this entire show. You've been hiding. You've said, I don't want to talk about that. But guess what? Everybody talks about what they bear their soul on this show. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And until you can do that, you're not going to be on this show because it's wasting my time and everyone else's. Like you wanted to be on this show. You begged to be on this show. You begged to be on this show to share a story. I allowed you on this show to be authentic. Not this horse crap that's going on. This is, it's it's spitting in the face of an audience that comes here on their own time to to grow and to learn and to, to, to be authentic and feel realness. To feel realness. And you have not given that. And you want to talk over me and interrupt me and just run your mouth about stuff that doesn't matter until you start speaking the truth. Until you go here, you get out of your head and into your heart and share the truth about why you have such a heart to change people's life. That is the fact. That is a fact. And you've not done that. And you are not allowed on the show until you're willing to do that. Because that's what this show is about. Period. This is what it's about for me. You're unmuted. So why aren't you being authentic? Okay, I'm going to open my heart to you. But when you start talking and blaming, why aren't you being authentic? You need to listen to yourself because you know what? person has to feel safe to comment. Okay. So you know what? No more. I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. Listen. I I can't stand it. It was bugging me. If you saw the beginning of the show, you saw me. You saw the questions I asked. You said we have to be authentic. I, 
I, I just, I can't handle it. I, I, I could feel it and I don't like it when people are not being real. And that's what this show's about. This, it, it, it's too personal. I've come on the show and talked about being sexually and physically abused by men and women. I've talked about being in jail six times. I talk about having HIV. I talk about having mental health issues. I, I talk about the real truth, real reality. And this is not, this is not allowed on the show for people to come on here and not be real. It's not. So don't come on the show. Like there's a lot of people that ask to be on the show. Do not ever request to be on the show and not be willing to be honest and, and be authentic about what's up. That's what this show's about and I'm not gonna stand for anything less at all. I'm not. I'm sorry that I wasted your time this afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm so annoyed I can't even stand it. Anyway, so listen, I appreciate you guys watching. I really do. I'm sorry that she was inauthentic and I'm sorry that I freaking lost it. Ugh. Be authentic. Look, life is too short to, to live an inauthentic life, okay? There's someone out there that needs to hear your story. There's someone out there, there's someone out there that needs to hear your truth. Your truth can be the very thing that saves a life. You know, I have so many friends that are involved in suicide awareness and I have so many friends that are involved in educating the public on, on mental health issues and like an overcoming and it's inspiring, right? And, and, and like the theme of the show is to share your truth, to be authentic, to be real, to be vulnerable, you know, because that, that is what will save lives. Not coming on here and, and, and acting like and just talking about nothing and nonsense and no heart and just being in their head and like not being willing to talk about the truth. Because if, if, if you don't, if it, her just talking about all the things that she's done and blah, 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 it, if you can't show where it comes from and why, like there's something off. Then it just looks like you're bragging. And this is not a show talking about your success. This is not a success show. This is, uh, unless if it's a story of overcoming, yeah, success that way. But it's not a braggadocious show. It's not. It's, it's a show about love and about truth and an overcoming and what, how you can turn your life around. And it's about how when you, when you're, when you're struggling and you, and you want to quit, you, you and you want to give up, like it's, it's, it's how you get out of that split, that place. Yeah, Shamika, you did miss something. You, you missed the first fight on morning gratitude, <laughs> which is, I, what is that called? Is that a, um, contradiction? Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, but this is about truth. This is about sharing your heart. This is about changing people's lives. If you were given the platform to change someone's life, then you come and you bring it 100% authentic and real. This is about inspiring and encouraging people to get off the mat because there's a lot of people out there that want to quit. There's a lot of people out there that want to give up. They don't need your story about how great you are and all the things you've done. They need to hear how you overcame and what you overcame. 
That's what this is about. And I resent anyone that ever tries to come and do that again. <laughs> she missed out on the giraffe. <laughs> hey, Veronica, are your hands sweating? Oh, Shamika, my love. Um, thanks, Jonathan. I'm, and I'm being honest. Like, if I was being too mean, please tell me. But again, I will not tolerate inauthenticity on this show. Jonathan, you're coming on the show. You know what to expect. Veronica, uh, Dr. Garcia, you guys have been on the show. You know what to expect. But you guys are authentic and real. But I'm dying to know, Veronica, are your hands sweating? Um, I know. Hey, Shamika, you come on the show, you'll, you'll get a giraffe. Um, contentmakers.net, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on indeed? Uh, wow, what a day, what a show. Um, again, so on a lighter note, um, my friend Carlos is coming on at 4 o'clock. And um, 4 o'clock Pacific, he's coming on to talk about what he's doing for Puerto Rico, uh, which is really, really inspiring. Um, so anyway, but thanks for tolerating what uh, went down just now. And uh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if I need to apologize. Yeah, I'll keep it real. Never mind. I'm not apologizing for anything because that's how I feel. I just do. And look, and it's not like I'm perfect at being authentic. It's not that. It's not that at all. Okay? I have moments. I'm not perfect, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm not perfect. But, like, it is, it's important. Your message is important. Veronica, your message is important. Jonathan, your message is important. Shamika, Puerto Rico, that's right. Your message is important. Like every one of you listening on iHeartRadio and Spreaker and Spotify and Google Play and, and Anchor and everywhere, your message is so important. And even if it's just for one person, man, what a life if you get to save a What a life you've lived if you get to save someone's life with your truth. Yes, Veronica, I will see you Saturday. All right, guys. I love you. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done complaining. Goodbye, everybody. It's laundry day. And even though you know there are no zombies in your basement, because you're an adult and zombies are not real, you still can't bring yourself to turn the light off before you go up the stairs due to the creepy hand that will not grab your ankle because, again, zombies are not real. Plus, you have an Amazon Echo. So you wait till you get safely to the top of the stairs and say, Alexa, turn off the basement light. And the basement light goes off, and you continue upstairs alive. Alexa, lock the door. Okay. Thank you.